Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week's cold opening, according to Chalkbeat.org, Ben, there are nine candidates running for mayor at the moment. Ben Jarofsky, time is on the clock. Can you name all nine? Go. Oh, my God. Um, Lori Lightfoot, one, Paul Ballard. Two. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, the one and the two. Uh, most of them are Jamal Green, Cam Bunker, uh, Sophia King, Five. Uh, Rod Sawyer, Willie. I said Willie Wilson already. Seven. All about, now I'm repeating them. Uh, I'm just like trying to do them in my mind. Uh, I think I've named, did I name nine yet? Uh, yeah, I named nine. <laughs> you did not name uh, nine. Wait, you kept doing the number thing when I was naming them. Okay, that's not Three, fair. Seven. <laughs> I, no, I, most of them been on the show. Isn't that something? I'm pretty pretty. Well, Lori Lightfoot and Jesus Chewy Garcia. Oh, I didn't name Chewy Garcia. You're going to hold it again. I think you failed. Just, I, I, just, I think you failed. That's what I think. Your Ben Jarofsky show for that. By the way, that was a cold opening. Great job, Ben. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, January 13th is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, concert listings. They talk about reefer and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. You're going to find out about Ben Jarofsky's column a little later. It's Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. It is Friday, January 13th, and this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh, What a Week. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Chicago, Nebraska Friday, and here's why. Because I'm telling you right now, Nebraska's not that much different than Chicago. Uh, before we kick it over to Dr. D for Oh, What a Week, let me just say this. Chicago Sun-Times, great article. I want to give a shout-out uh, to Mitchell uh, Armentrout uh, for an article in which he assembled all the embarrassing uh, and sleazy things our elected officials have said down through the years. Uh, it's, the headline is, Greatest Slips? <laughs> Pretty funny. Like, greatest hits. Anyway, uh, and uh, what, what, what got him going, what got Mitchell Armatrump thinking about this is, of course, a revelation that uh, House Speaker Michael J. Madigan uh, was re- on tape saying uh, he was talking about colleagues or him, or comrades of him, or allies of him who got good gigs with Common, uh, Commonwealth Edison. And he said, quote, some of these guys have made out like bandits. Uh, and so uh, Mitchell put that in uh, a list of other <laughs> embarrassing uh, comments that the feds have caught on tape. Uh, various uh, corrupt uh, politicians. Rod Blagojevich is at the top of the list. 
I've got this fucking thing and it's fucking golden and I'm not going to get I'm not giving it up for fucking nothing. Okay, easy, easy. <laughs> we get it. We oh, get it. Only in the bright one. They don't write it out. Okay. <laughs> it's still clinging to that. We gotta protect the people from a word they use every day. So don't see that word, D, all right? Uh, and then they have other tapes, Ed Burks. And the, kind of my favorite is the one, Barbara Bird Ben. I don't know if you remember this one, D, for a few years ago. The former CEO of Chicago Public Schools was taking bribes. And she got tech. This is an t- email she, uh, to the people she was taking the bribes from. I have tuition to pay and casinos to visit. I always loved that one. Anyway, so, yeah, it was a typical story that showed about how corrupt we are, how cynical and jaded our politicians are. I urge everybody to read. It's pretty funny. But then. By chance, I got a text from uh, Ace Attorney Jim Coogan alerting me to what's going on in Nebraska. And I just, man, I'm just laughing out loud. Just follow me on this, folks. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of names that are just going to overwhelm you. Uh, there is a senator, was a senator in Nebraska named Ben Sass. Uh, ben Sassy. I'm not quite sure how he pronounces it at the moment. Uh, we talked about him in the show in the past. Uh, he left after two years to go take a gig as president of the University of Florida. That's straight up Chicago. Oh, I know I promised you guys I'd be the world's greatest representative if you have voted for me, but I got a gig I like better, so I'm getting out of town. So he's got four years left on his term. Uh, there's a vacancy. It's got to be filled by uh, the governor until uh, there's a special election. The governor is a newly elected gentleman, James P- Pilon, P- Pillen. And what did he do? He named his predecessor, Pete Ritz, to fill the slot. Uh, Pete Ricketts, of course, is a member of the Ricketts family uh, who owned the Chicago Cubs. I had nothing to do with the Chicago Cubs, a total MAGA outfit. Uh, but uh, anyway, they use Wrigley Field to raise money for Trump. Uh, here's my point. Why is it so horrific when Blago try to swap campaign contributions to fill the vacancy created when uh, U.S. Senator Barack Obama left office to become president? But it's OK for Pillen or Pilen to appoint Pete Ricketts. Pete Ricketts has given uh, in the year preceding um, uh, his appointment about $1.28 million in campaign contributions to Pillen. Uh, I should amend uh, a good chunk of it. 1.28 went to a PAC that supports Pillen and 100000 went to the governor himself. So how is that not the same thing <laughs> that Blago did? Need to know that. OK, so I know Chicago, you know, maybe the difference is this. In Chicago, uh, the feds are always listening, you know, so they catch Chicago politicians saying all kinds of weird, sleazy things on tape. Just curious what the feds would have heard uh, if they were listening in on Nebraska's Republicans. What popped in my mind? Without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to the doctor out of Alton, Illinois, with Oh, What a Week. All right, let's talk about what happened this week in the city of Chicago and or Illinois. And yes, your J.B. Pritzker 2023 inauguration and celebration in review is coming up. But we begin in the city of Chicago. Oh, thank God. Yes, <laughs> yes Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Now, last week, we mentioned uh. a popularity poll or I'm sorry, survey, survey from Cranes Magazine, a survey that placed the mayor fourth with Chewy Garcia, Brandon Johnson, and Paul Vallis, all three of them ahead of the mayor. Now, the Lightfoot campaign and we here on the Ben Jarofsky Show, we actually both agreed on something. That survey's kind of full of crap. I mean, <laughs> Paul Vallis in the top three makes you scratch your head a bit there, doesn't it? But nevertheless, 
That was last week, all right? And Lori Lightforth is moving ahead with 46 days until the election. Let's see what this week's Lightfoot news brought us. Here's a piece from the Chicago Sun-Times, Fran the Woman Spielman, and Nadir Issa. The headline reads, Lightfoot campaign promises to stop soliciting CPS student volunteers after criticism. Oh, what? Doesn't sound good. (laughs) Mayor Lori Lightfoot's re-election campaign has promised to stop contacting Chicago public school teachers after it faced backlash for soliciting volunteer work from their students in exchange for class credit. A move a former city inspector general called deeply, deeply problematic. I would have went for pizza if it were me myself. Promise them (laughs) they'll do anything for pizza, these kids. The race for City Hall is shifting into high gear with seven weeks left until Election Day, and Lightfoot is looking for all the help she can get. An email from Deputy Campaign Manager Megan Crane. Is she a part of that magazine? I don't know. Uh, Manager Megan Crane to select CPS teachers at their work email addresses this week asked educators to please share this opportunity with your students, including details on volunteer roles and an application form. All right. Uh, this is, I don't know what we call this, uh, teacher gate, school gate, uh, shakedown student gate. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it is, but uh, <laughs> it is a gate. Okay. It is a freaking gate. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I'm going to do an interview uh, later today uh, with Muiz Abawani, uh, Aldermanic candidate in 50 Ward, who is a Chicago public school teacher. Uh, I am just. I got to admit, D, I am pretty much fascinated with this story. There's um, many, many uh, things to peel back uh, with this story. I'm going to start with just a point that probably is not going to get picked up in a lot of places. Uh, last week, I think it was last week, we talked about Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, at her elected school board, or excuse me, her appointed school board, boy, what a Freudian slip is, uh, and the Board of Education pulling back, rescinding an offer on uh, maternity leave uh, for teachers who uh, just gave birth. And uh, it enraged uh, teachers, it enraged uh, Stacey Davis-Gates, the head of the Chicago Teachers Union. It seemed like a real cheap move, a little vindictive move. The mayor swore, swore up and down she knew nothing about it. But this was just like the end of the four years of Mayor Lori Lightfoot really sticking it to Chicago teachers. She's just not like the Chicago teachers uh, from the moment she was sworn into office. And then I know that the if the mayor were here right now, she goes, it's not the teachers. I love teachers, not the teachers. At all. I just don't like their union, which is, of course, a, a weird distinction to make since the union consists of teachers. So having just made this offensive move that upset a lot of teachers and got them enraged, they followed up the Lightfoot campaign with an email to teachers asking them if they would uh, bring over students to work on the Mayor Lori Lightfoot campaign for extra credit. Now, I just like, what? (laughs) It's like, are they not like seeing the inherent contradiction in these acts? What makes them think any teacher would want to help the Mayor Lori Lightfoot campaign after four years of this? You know, I mean, I could see uh, teachers supporting, well, the obvious one, Brandon Johnson, because he's from the Chicago Teachers Union. I could see them, even some teachers, 
uh, conservative political views from the northwest, southwest side, supporting Paul Vallis, used to be head of the Chicago Public School. I could see some teachers supporting Cam Buckner, Rod Sawyer, Sophia King. I could see, but Lori Lightfoot? Like, unless you despise Stacey Davis Gates and you're a public school teacher, and there are some who probably dislike her immensely, as much as Lori Lightfoot does, there's no way you're going to want to help her out. Now, secondly, then there's the issue of, like, is this a shakedown? You know, it's like Lori Lightfoot is the boss. So the boss is coming to you essentially through Megan Crane. It was a joke. She's not affiliated with uh, Cranes, uh, but it was a funny joke. Made me laugh. Um, Spelled differently. But that's the boss. The boss is coming to you and saying, hey, your kid can get extra credit. Sign him up. Really? Like, where did where did you get that notion that you could get extra credit? Like who, why, how is it possible that some official with the Lori Lightfoot campaign has the, what, the clout, the juice, right. the approval, the authority to give a student extra credit? Who'd you run this by? Right. Like, wh- can I go to their wh- office and get my bachelor's degree? Yeah. I mean, it's like. Where, where did you get the authority to say you're going to get extra credit? And extra credit for what? History? Like, I don't know. English? I'm trying to figure out. Well, math? Because you got to add up numbers, maybe. I, I don't. Like, who's going to give them extra credit and for what? You know, I mean, and I know in the past, there have been civic groups uh, that have reached out to social studies teachers and said, hey, we're looking for volunteers, kids to be election judges, uh, which is a neutral position you're not supporting any campaign you learn how the process works plus we need uh, people to volunteer and watch uh, it, it, the polls so yeah i get that but to work on the lori lightfoot campaign for extra credit and then there's this whoa <laughs> i don't know what that sound was but that was a funny sound then there's this the whole the whole issue of what did lori know and when did she know it so right now, and this is the like the third iteration of comments from the Lori Lightfoot campaign. When the story first broke, I think it was WTTW broke the story. Shout out WTTW. When the story first broke, the Lori Lightfoot campaign, uh, there's some spokesperson unnamed, issued a statement that said, there's nothing wrong with this. This is civic engagement. Uh, we should encourage this all the time. Then, uh, as other candidates began issuing condemnations of it, they uh, diluted that uh, original saying, but uh, re- original statement, and still, but basically, still stayed with saying there's nothing wrong with it. And then they came out with a statement that said, uh, absolutely, there should be a wall between uh, uh, campaigns and students. And we realized that. And then Lori Lightfoot gave this uh, press conference yesterday where she said, absolutely, this is wrong. And I didn't know about it until a reporter started calling. So this is really bizarre, ladies and gentlemen. What they want you to believe is this functionary in the Lori Lightfoot election campaign on her own, without running it up the flagpole, started approaching teachers through their email offering them extra credit <laughs> like this funk this campaign a 
on her own without running it by Lori Lightfoot, without running it by anybody at the Board of Education, just on her own, just started reaching out to teachers saying, I'll give you extra credit. That'd be like if Dr. D started reaching out to students going, I'll give you extra credit to come on the Ben Jarofsky show. <laughs> that was 2022, man. It's a new year. Got new uh, ideas. It's just like incredible to believe that one woman who is like a, I don't even heard of her before, but I mean, I'm not like really tight with the Lori Lightfoot, as you can imagine, the reelection campaign. Just so one aide to the campaign, just on her own without running it by anybody else, running it by anybody above her. We think, oh, this is a good idea. I'll just do this. And that like Lori Lightfoot was unaware of it until after two press releases had gone out in response. That's what she's trying to say. Because the first press release said, there's nothing wrong with it. And at a press conference, Lori Lightfoot said, oh, my God, this is obviously, I was like, obviously this is wrong. Well, if it's obviously wrong, why did your campaign send out a press release saying there's nothing wrong with it? See, once you start spinning, you know, it gets really it's it's really hard to stick to the same story. And then finally, uh, there is the issue of how did she get the email addresses? And Lori Lightfoot said, oh, she just got them through a random routine Google search. D, okay, admittedly, I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. We all know that when it comes to uh, computer technology. But there is no random Google search you could do to get the names of, well, I don't know how many teachers got this thing, but yeah. presumably dozens of teachers got this thing. There's no random, you, you got to do some, like, you got to go school by school. If you're just going to do random research, you got to go by school by school. Uh, and then you got to look in their websites and then you got to see who's the teacher as opposed to who's a clerk. You know, I mean, it's not a random. It's going to take some time. My guess is the emails were obtained by the Board of Education. That's a guess. I do not know that. In which case, why is the Board of Education turning over the emails of teachers to the Lori Lightfoot campaign? So now it's getting complicated. By the way, D, I got to tell you, the Sun Times headline. I'm going to show you this headline. This is a difference, ladies and gentlemen, between a headline and the Sun and the paper. I know I'm going baby boomer on you guys talking about the virtues of a newspaper uh, and uh, something you see on the internet when you just click on the Sun Times story. So Dennis read the headline on the Sun Times story uh, that was on the internet, and I, of course I fell asleep because it was so boring. Uh, but in the bright one, home delivery as always. <laughs> well, not your delivery was you know, brilliant. I'm on once a week, you know. <laughs> My campaign will not try to recruit CPS and city colleges students as workers for credit. My campaign will not try to recruit CPS and city college students and as workers for credit. And so it's written like a kid, you know, has to write. I will not. Uh, uh, I will do my homework every day. So it's written like a chalkboard on, on a blackboard. And it's like one, two, three, four, five times. Very freaking clever. Whoever did that at the bright one made me laugh. I took a picture of it and I sent it to all, all these people out there who don't get newspapers. Go, this is what you're missing when you don't get the real thing. Baby boomer moment. So I, I just, obviously uh, this story is not going to go anywhere. Um, D, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen anything like it. 
Uh, in, I mean, there was a moment I know in the uh, when Mayor Daley was everybody was aboard the Mayor Daley's effort to get the Olympics to Chicago, one of the dumbest ideas uh, the city has ever had. And uh, there was an email sent out, a directive sent out from, I think it was Michael Scott, who was the head of the uh, school board at the time, uh, to principals saying, uh, let's all get aboard on this. Uh, I thought that crossed the line, but I don't think that's as bad as this. So it just, uh, we'll be probably talking about this for a while. Now, T, here's the other question. Will it matter to voters? <laughs> Will it matter to voters in the city of Chicago? And I, I have to think about I'm going to go for a walk and think about that. Will Chicagoans be outraged by that? Will a city used to things like uh, Rod Blagojevich, to go back to that story, uh, selling a Senate seat, uh, or Barbara Bird Bennett uh, you know, uh, taking bribes so she'd go to casinos. Will city used to that kind of stuff be outraged? On the other hand, uh, Lori Lightfoot did run as the candidate who was going to, what is, what was it? Let in the light, D? Be a reformer? You know? A break from the past. People like Ed Burke. You know? Vote for me. I'll set you free. Rap on, rap on. Sorry. Old song. Uh, couldn't just start going into the temptations. But, uh, uh, you know, she was going to be a different kind of mayor. Well, I guess you could say it's the same old kind, but a different strategy, because I've never heard of any mayor uh, going this far. Also, it's uh, going this far. Also, it's kind of maybe a sign that her campaign's in trouble. She's so desperate. She has to go to, uh, <laughs> I assume it was just high school kids. By the way, that's another thing. I can't believe she would, they would send this email to grammar school kids. Like, hey, fifth graders, come join yeah. the Lightfoot campaign. So anyway, yeah, I, this was a story that I'll be kicking around for a while. You can, uh, even if uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is reelected, the people, the people of the city of Chicago will say, you know, this shows initiative. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, I like it. It's a roll up the sleeves kind of approach. Or now they'll say, she didn't know, Ben. She didn't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll be watching this one for a while. All right. And speaking of the mayor, we have a new campaign ad to play. A 2023 Chicago mayoral candidate update. Here is the latest ad on Mayor Lightfoot's safer Chicago plan. You wouldn't know it by watching the news or listening to the haters. But on crime, Mayor Lightfoot's got a plan. She's putting more police on the streets and getting more guns off them. When it comes to new strategies, new technology, Lightfoot's invested more than any mayor. Those are facts. Anyone that says there are simple solutions is lying. We didn't get here overnight, and we have a long way to go. But Lightfoot won't quit until we're the safest big city in America. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's actually parts of that uh, commercial I agree with, D. Um, uh, anyone who says there are simple solutions uh, is lying. Well, I don't know if lying is the word I would use, uh, but is it's a misleading is misleading you. There are no simple solutions to this. It's a complex uh, problem. We talk about crime and criminal justice and policing on this show all the time, uh, and uh, we common refrain is that you cannot just solve uh, crime by hiring more police, locking people up. It's just in many ways you're just exacerbating the situation. And so what you need uh, are also programs 
job uh, training programs, after school programs, uh, trauma related programs, mental health facilities reopen, which of course the mayor shows no signs of wanting to do. Uh, it's just sort of attacking more jobs, just attacking the issue of poverty in the city of Chicago. Everybody comes on this show, really, even conservatives more or less say the same thing. So you can't just say it's just a, uh, anyone who says it's a simple solution um, is uh, lying or misleading you. On the other hand, the whole commercial is <laughs> dedicated to the notion that there was a simple solution. The one that Mayor Lightfoot is allegedly uh, following. So it's just, you know, it's why I always tell people don't, li- don't believe what you hear in a campaign commercial. This is exhibit A of that. The whole thing is uh, set to like push certain buttons. The black man walking down the street. So they're clearly uh, they're clearly defining this as an issue where uh, black people are defending Lori Lightfoot. That's how what the commercial is. And even that appeal where the uh, the man says something like, uh, "Don't listening to the haters." Wow, like it makes it so personal. Like if we're ju- if we're criticizing the mayor's approach to dealing with crime. If we're criticizing what we think are her inadequate responses to needs for more mental health services or trauma-related services, or maybe to rethink police, if we're criticizing her in any way, then we're just haters. I'm used to that. People go, oh, like I'd be criticizing Mayor Rahm. People, oh, but you just hate Mayor Rahm. No, I mean it's not about me hating or liking Mayor Rahm. That's not the issue. You know, I don't like his policy of giving 1.3 billion dollars. For Lincoln Yards, just one example. I'm not hating, but oh, you hate. This is another thing. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot at her press conference yesterday, D, regarding the teachers, had a very similar uh, a comment. This is what she said in, uh, she uh, when she was defending not firing the aide who allegedly was re- totally responsible for the outreach to the Board of Ed. I still don't believe that, that this aide did it without running it up the flagpole, just did it on her own. Um, what did she said? She goes, the easy political thing to do would be to fire her, throw her body to the hungry hordes. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were apologizing in the same statement where you're apologizing. You're making it seem like you're besieged by unfair people. The hungry hordes. Yeah. Like- <laughs> you know, medieval times or something. <laughs> so it's like, no, it's a similar thing. The haters, a lot of H's going on. The hungry hordes and the haters. There's hordes of hungry haters. Whoa. <laughs> one thing she's going to get it all mixed up. The hordes of hungry haters. Or you, either one. I don't know. So I know, I'll, more likely I'll mix it up. <laughs> so either you're like recognizing that these are serious problems uh, that are complicated and difficult to solve. Uh, you're recognizing that or uh, you're just dismissing anyone who criticizes or even asks questions about your policy as a hater. And either you're apologizing for doing for one of your aides doing something that uh, is clearly wrong or you're being unfairly attacked by hungry hordes. <laughs> That's hard to say, Pete. Because yeah. easy. You go in a lot of directions once you start doing hordes. Yeah, it's really making me reach for the edit button. I got to be honest. Uh, so, uh, yeah, very. Uh, it's kind of a, like what I would call a classic mixed a message uh, in that commercial. And listen, I um, 
I tend to be far more forgiving to Lori Lightfoot on this issue than most people in the city of Chicago. Number one, I have not been attacked yet or beaten up or robbed. This is the Mark Sims line he always reminds me of. Uh, so maybe I'm a little more benevolent on that front. Uh, and uh, number two, I recognize that the, the lockdown from the pandemic uh, and uh, COVID, I mean, has generated, led to a lot of crime. It's pretty obvious to me across the board, across the country. Uh, and uh, this was a consequence so, of, of that. It's pretty obvious. I, I realize that we're too early for any kind of like uh, scientific study that validates this, but just got a feeling uh, that that's where we're at. So that's something that Lori Lightfoot had to deal with that no other mayor had to deal with. So I kind of sympathetic to her uh, on that point. On the other hand, as we recall from those debates with um, Raylo, Raymond Lopez from 2020, the mayor just did not have a cohesive strategy uh, in those um, those early days of post pandemic, uh, the early day right after the George Floyd uh, murder. You know, like it didn't seem like the mayor was uh, recognizing that if you put all your police resources downtown, you might, you expose the neighborhoods uh, to rioting and looting. And, uh, you know, the, the raising the bridges to like protect downtown at all costs, uh, as this is what Raylo was saying, diverted violence to the neighborhoods. So like, it didn't seem clear that there was like a logical strategy that was being followed. So maybe the quote unquote haters have a point when they say uh, the mayor's team, police team, doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, either way, D, uh, this is uh, this commercial has nothing to do with uh, solving crime or coming up with strategies to solve crime. Uh, it's essentially trying to get people to feel sorry for the mayor and vote for her because they feel that she's been unfairly criticized. So that's the strategy <laughs> at the moment. Make people feel sorry for the mayor uh, and have them overlook what's happening all around them. All right. Other mayoral candidate updates include an endorsement from the Chicago Police Union. Ben, try and guess which uh, candidate the Chicago Police <laughs> Union endorsed. Take a while. Uh, let's guess. see. Uh, well, Darren Bailey's not running uh, for mayor right now, so I would have to go with Paul Vallis. Uh, you're good. You're good. And Brandon Johnson has been endorsed by the Independent Voters of Illinois Independent Precinct Organization, better known as IVIIPO. Now, I did not know that. No, there you go. Now you do. What do you think about that? Well, that's okay. Now that gets to this larger issue of uh, who's going to win over. Well, IVIPO is more of a liberal. Uh, so they're not sort of the like the new wave lefties, uh, the Democratic Socialists, uh, Rosanna Rodriguez, Carlos Ramirez Rosa. They're not part of that crowd. Park back in the 60s and Hyde Park uh, in the 60s. So I think of them more as a liberal group. So I could see them going for Chewy. Uh, in this race. And the fact that they're going for Brandon is an indication that the left is coalescing around his campaign. You know, and it, it's like this is a whole other complicated thing about the like, who's going to get the quote unquote progressive liberal lefty vote in Chicago, uh, Chewy or Brandon. You know, uh, you would have thought that it was Chewy Garcia's, Jesus Chewy Garcia's for the taking. And it probably would have been had he announced his campaign 
what September D uh, preempting Brandon Brandon I think Brandon running uh, is a reaction to Jesus Garcia uh, not coming out early and so the left was like we're not just gonna you know seed this campaign to Lori Lightford and Paul Vallis and Willie Wilson we're gonna run somebody and uh, that um, so Jesus Garcia would be in my humble opinion the candidate of the left, the candidate of uh, the Chicago Teachers Union, the candidate of IVIPO, had he announced, had he made it clear in August or September, I'm running. I am definitely running. But he didn't, D. You know, he kept us in suspense <laughs> till after the election. And uh, by then, uh, Brandon was already in the race. So I think it's an indication that the left in Chicago uh, is rallying around Brandon Johnson. It is now time for the festivities to begin. Oh, yeah. Ben, it's the inauguration and celebration of Governor J.B. Pritzker. United, we are stronger, singing as one. United, we will march and carry on. Because we are united. Year 2023. J.B. Pritzker, <laughs> Inauguration Celebration. In review. All right, that is Uniting Voices Chicago. Performers at this year's inauguration. You'll hear more from them later. It went down on Monday night at the state capitol in Springfield at the Bank of Springfield Convention Center. This inauguration began with, what else, a J.B. Pritzker ad. Four years ago, I told you that we would think big. That we'd write a new playbook, that we would put government back on the side of working families. That we would be bold, and we didn't waste any time. Just 33 days into office, signing a bill to gradually raise the minimum wage up to $15 an hour. For the first time since 2001, the state is paying its bill on time. Moody's credit rating agency upgraded the state's bond rating for the first time in more than 20 years. Relief from grocery tax, gas tax, and even savings in property taxes. We achieved something. All right, I think you get it. He's awesome, according to this. <laughs> that was a JB ad, correct? Mm -hmm. You know, just briefly. I don't still own after talking uh, into a mic for five years, have that, that cadence that the pros have. You know, when they fired me, one of the things that they said was, oh, we want a professional who could do. But yeah, I, I heard, <laughs> I heard that guy doing the news. Da, 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 da. You know, that little thing that, and even a property tax, like even. It's like I'm kind of an envy of them. You know what I'm saying? They, like, they, I don't know. Were you, were you born with that? Uh, then came the national anthem. Our performers, the Southern Illinois Children's Reunion Choir. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we All right. hailed at the All right, let's go ahead and fade that down a little bit. They sound British, don't they? Yeah, well, they're Southern <laughs> Illinois, Ben. I've never heard of anyone from Southern Illinois sound of British. Somehow their choir director got them singing like as though they were Brits. Just saying. Let's hear how these kids ended, huh? Ben, feel free to critique. They're just kids. All right. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
That's a good job. Ooh. All right. All Bringing right. it back. Yeah. Southern Illinois. That's right. Okay. Not British. Yeah, they're they're from the British part of Southern Illinois. There is no British part of Southern <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, mate. Up next, is it Governor Pritzker? No, of course not. It's more singing. <laughs> Performing, lift every voice and sing. It's one Tiffany Mathis. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Hell yeah. The uh, National Black Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Yep. Good job, man. But wait, there's more. Let oh. us march on till victory. <laughs> this is fun, uh, right? This is oh, fun. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. All right, now on to the invocation of the inauguration celebration. You got to have an invocation when you're doing the inauguration celebration. You know what I mean, Ben? Absolutely. Here's the invocation from one Rabbi David Saperstein. On this day, so filled with renewed hope and promise, we ask your blessings on J.B. Pritzker, this good man, this visionary, caring leader who has so dedicated himself to the betterment of all. Grant him wisdom and compassion, strength and understanding, courage and empathy, that he may ever do your work here on earth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, we're moving on. This inauguration celebration is just fantastic. Ben, why don't you tell everybody about your latest column in the Chicago Reader? Oh, okay. I'm very uh, happy to talk about my latest column. Yeah, actually, it's about the mayor's race, going back to the mayor's race. Uh, and uh, break down where we are right now and get into the issue. Well, shout out to Manny Ramos, uh, who helped me with this. Like, who is more vulnerable on the issue of the crypto kid? Uh, Jesus Chuy Garcia, who took campaign finance money from him, campaign donate, donation from him, or Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who thought it would be a good idea to have the crypto kid, his firm, uh, teach a financial literacy class to Chicagoans. So, uh, that's one of the uh, subject I take a look at uh, in this week's column. There you go. Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com. Go check out the latest column from Ben Jarofsky. It's the J.B. Pritzker inauguration celebration. Up next. Oh, no, of course it's not the speech from J.B. Pritzker. It's more music. The United Chicago group came back. I like this song, Ben. Yeah. What do you think? Pretty I'm dancing to it. Huh. In my attic. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that song here. Okay. So let's move on to the next one here. They performed another song. Walls are broken. There's nothing in our way. I like the first one. <laughs> first one was a little better. It's our J.B. Pritzker inauguration celebration 2023. Ben, how's your new year been so far, by the way? Been pretty good? Uh, other than COVID. Oh. Can't complain, you know? <laughs> it's only what? How many days? 10 days. Well, I got the COVID technically at the end of last year. And, uh, <laughs> but other than that. Anything yeah. positive happening here in the year 2023 so far for you? Well, I'm going to the Bulls game tonight. Oh. I'm really excited about that. 
And uh, I think to, I think tomorrow I'm going to go see the Fablemans, uh, the Steven Spielberg movie. So yeah, and I'm watching this incredible TV show, Slow Horses. So yeah, I can't complain. What do I have to complain about, D? Why don't you tell me a little bit about Slow Horses, just a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh my goodness, it's a fantastic spy oh, wait, show. Hey, you hear that? Oh, <laughs> it must be time for the swearing in of JB Pritzker. Let's let's listen in. Okay. Thank so God. much for slow horses. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I state your name. I, J.B. Pritzker. Do solemnly <laughs> swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Illinois. And the Constitution of the State of Illinois. And that I will faithfully discharge the duties. And I will faithfully discharge the duties. Hey, keep your head out of the gutter, guys. Of the office of governor. According to the best of my ability. According to the best of my ability. Congratulations, Governor. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. Okay, so I have a question for you, D. Yeah, what's up? Uh, so, in, uh, in the oath, uh, Justice Theus, I think that's who's giving the oath, says, I state your name. So I immediately thought, okay, we'd be a great gag. Oh, if yeah. said, I state your name. But why doesn't she say, I, J.B. Pritzker? I mean, literally, you know, I'm just throwing that out there, okay? <laughs> why does she say, I state your name, as opposed to I, J.B. Pritzker? I, I don't I don't understand that. Help me out there. Yeah, yeah, that would that would have been a great like who's on first right there, right? I was thinking of it too. Like I he didn't said, take the bait. I, I would I, oh god, I that would be my fear. That would be literally following along with her. I state your name. No, no, your name. Don't repeat what I say. See how much fun we're having? Man, if we wouldn't have got fired four years ago, we could have done this last time, right? Yeah, it's all my fault. <laughs> Finally, the governor gave his speech. I have the audio here. He's got some jokes. Well, during this last campaign over the last year, I drove all across the state and I couldn't help but notice that uh, people had put up some signs in their yards (laughs) that said, Fire Pritzker. I was concerned about this until my kids pointed out that when people in their generation think something is really cool, they say, that's fire. (laughs) So I want to take this moment to thank everyone who put up those very encouraging signs. Look at that. He's got jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Good jokes. Didn't say anything about the Pritzker sucks ones, but no, or the Biden ones. Oh, that's <laughs> fuck Biden. Yeah, I don't think you can spin that one. <laughs> you know, I don't know how. But kids, my kids told me that actually, for Gen Zers, saying "fuck Biden" means you like them. I didn't know. <laughs> Today, as every day, I feel blessed to stand with my compassionate and dedicated partner in governance and your lieutenant governor, the outstanding Juliana Stratton. Oh, 
JD. Let's not clap into the microphone. Officially retiring today is one of Illinois' finest leaders ever. Oh, a Durkin shout-out. His legacy stands as an example to everyone who aspires to serve the public interest. On behalf of the people of Illinois, please join me in giving thanks to our inimitable Secretary of State, Jesse White. Oh, you did Durkin wrong. Uh, All right, let's stop clapping. Clapping into the microphone. Jim Durkin, of course, the um, state rep from DuPage County, the minority leader, the Republican leader, uh, uh, stepping down as well. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't really, uh, I don't know, so uh, bipartisan uh, if uh, Pritzker had taken a moment to thank him. But of course, he was thanking Jesse White. (laughs) All right, let's just skim through the rest of this and see what we got. Every four years brings different challenges than the four years past. All that you can do is become a student of history and of the people who came before you to try and learn from their victories and their defeats, their triumphs and their challenges. I've taken to learning from the words and actions of past governors, regardless of their political affiliations or leanings. Though, let's be honest, in Illinois, choosing which ones to learn from can be a challenge. All right, find him in Zanies, ladies and gentlemen. That was it. Your inauguration celebration 2023 in <laughs> review. All right, everybody, remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more. ChicagoReader.com or wherever else you download podcasts. Ben, who is on the lineup this weekend? Man, we have a great lineup uh, this weekend. Brandon Johnson, uh, that drops tomorrow. David Ferris, uh, that drops Sunday. Uh, and uh, I'm about to do an interview uh, with Moise Bowani. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Lori Lightfoot and the teachers, a 50th Ward candidate, uh, automatic candidate, Moise Bowani, who's also a public school teacher in the city of Chicago. So lots of good stuff coming up this weekend. Uh, I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of all Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. Uh, and as Brandon Johnson and David Ferris will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Bruno Mars. No, they call him Dr. D. The D stands for Marvelous. Give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. Peace.